0: And now, our feature presentation. Round
1: one, fight! Mortal Kombat! Uh, hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot, the second part of now of uh, doing all of action fighting games. And now we're doing what many consider to be the best one Mortal Kombat 1995, um, a movie that for the longest time, up until a certain Blue Hedgehog showed up, was considered the best video game movie of all time, not just fighting game uh, movie of all time. But uh, Tyler, I'll, especially with Dragon Ball, now with these movies, I like to go down the nostalgia lane as much as possible. So what is your earliest memory of Mortal Kombat 1995?
0: All right, so this actually kind of stems back to the games a bit because unlike Street Fighter, uh, where I didn't have much experience with that series as a kid, I actually did um, see the older kids playing Mortal Kombat on the arcades and on Genesis and Super Nintendo as a little baby child. And it was one of those games where if you're as young as I was... Your parents wouldn't allow you to play because of the gratuitous violence and gore. So it was all the more appealing to me. But fortunately, um, when we caught this movie on TV, when it started circulating on the air, we were allowed to watch it because the PG-13 rating um, ensured that it wasn't as violent as the the games were. So it was an AOK okay from the parents. And we watched it on TV, and it was... It was a really fun time. Like, I didn't know that much about Mortal Kombat uh, in terms of its lore, but I was familiar with the characters a bit, and seeing them on the tiny screen at the very least was one of the most thrilling things ever. And I still think this is a really fine movie, even though it does have some conventional flaws.
1: Yeah, I think my um, my earliest memory... I, I, I was there for Mortal Kombat. I'm a few years older than you. Um, so I remember playing Mortal Kombat 2 on my f- friend, cousin's Sega Genesis, I think. Um, I have more memories with uh, Mortal Kombat 3 on our Sega Saturn, honestly, and then MK Trilogy on the PlayStation. But like, Mortal Kombat was like a huge, like next to Street Fighter. It's like once Mortal Kombat came out on, like, as I go, Street Fighter, Street what? Street who? Um, and this, I remember seeing this movie. I don't think I saw it in theaters. It was only, it was, I was only five. Um, and I don't know if my parents thought it was going to be too violent, because, like, Mortal Com- I mean, Mortal Kombat's the reason why we have the ESRB in the first place, so. Um, or, or one of the, one of the reasons, but it's, it's, it's one of the games. Uh, the other
0: being Night Trap, of course.
1: Yeah, that hasn't been made into a feature film yet. Um, and so, like, I, I think I may have seen this on cable, honestly, for the first time, and obviously you're not losing much by having it be on cable. Maybe the Sub-Zero stuff was a bit, what it was censored, but for the most part, like, I just remember... Like it being an experience, and just how cool everything looked, and just how like um, how de- how like realistic everything looked, and like oh my god, this is a video game. Because uh, I didn't really play Mortal Kombat on the arcade on the arcade at all. I never saw a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet growing up. It was mostly on the consoles. Um, and just how accurate those costumes looked and everything I was like, yeah, those are the characters. Um, and it's it's funny just to make a note is how like this movie. Uh, this is this movie would go on to define MK's characters, uh, in like the in the future, uh, namely Kano, uh, Johnny Cage's personality, um, and all these other things. Like, obviously, some of this is taken from the games, like uh, the the preview, because at this point, MK three is out. I think. I think the first two Mortal Kombat's are out. Um,
0: yeah, that sounds so, right.
1: So you have, but you don't really have much in terms of the characters because you can only do so much with like a fighting game at the time. The only people who were doing crazy fighting game stories were, as was King was, was SNK with Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting, King of Fighters. Mortal Kombat had character intros. And they just had character endings and those were cool, but you can only pick so much. And it's funny how like starting, I think with the 3D realm, did they finally start incorporating the, like the stuff people do from the movies. Um, shit, I don't even know if, like, the rivalry between Sub-Zero and Scorpion was, like, a canon thing until this movie made, like, Shang Tsung says it in passing in this movie, um, and then they made it, like, a thing going, in, like, Mortal Kombat 4. Um, I could be wrong about that, but let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. This is Mortal Kombat, released in 1995, directed by Paul Anderson, yes, the same man who would go out to direct an obscene number of, uh, Resident Evil films. Um, written by Kevin Droney And of course this is based on a real comic Created by Ed Boone and John Tobias Produced by Lawrence Kasanoff Star and here's our starring cast Christopher Lambert as Lord Raiden Robin Shu as Liu Kang Lyndon Ashby as Johnny Cage Carrie-Hugh Kitagawa as the titular Shang Tsung Brigitte Wilson as Sonya Blade Talisa Soto as Katana, Trevor Goddard as Kano uh, Chris uh, Kasmasa as Scorpion Francois Petit as Sub-Zero Keith Cook as Reptile um uh Stephen Ho as Chan and Peter Jason as master Boyd, and um it looks like uh sandy hellberg uh is, a, is 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 credited they don't have art there's a character in here whose name is art and he has a fight with Goro, but he is not listed that is weird also Goro who is a pu he is a puppet uh is portrayed by Tom Woodruff and voiced by the legendary voice actor Kevin Michael Richardson. Um, and you, a you, veteran voice a actor, veteran veteran voice actor. Yeah, he actually came back to voice Goro um, as uh, um, uh, the Mortal Kombat Scorpion Revenge anime movie that came out a couple years ago. Now, so that's a cool, kind of cool, cool. for him to come back. So yeah, uh, th- so let's kind of break. Everybody knows the story, but uh, the Mortal Kombat tournament starting off, and pretty much it's uh, we're gathering Earth's mightiest <laughs> Heroes. Uh, Earth Earth's Earth Def- Mightiest Heroes,
0: rather Earth,
1: Earth Defenders. This is, this is Earth Defenders, Earth Realms Defenders to fight in a tournament known as Mortal Kombat, and you kind of see every character's journey. So, Luke Kang, the titular hero, he's having a dream about his brother Shen, which is the only movie thing. Like, I want to. I think that's one of the few movie things that are only in the movie that don't come to the games. Um, and you see a very very cool like. Not fight, but almost thrashing as uh, Shang Tsung basically decimates his brother. I'll never forget how brutal it is, because you never see any bones break, but just the way Chen yells and the sound effects, just like, oh my god, Uh, for 95 that's all you needed. Um, Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And I assume that he breaks his back by stepping on him at the end. So... Shang Tsung, uh, basically, I, I always thought I interpreted it as Shang Tsung calling out Liu Kang in his dream because he's just that powerful of a sorcerer. Uh, Liu Kang has a dream. Uh, Johnny Cage is on set and possibly one of the greatest, like, introductions to a character ever where he, like, fights these random dudes and one of the dudes just won't fall down. This is where you fall down. And then he takes his cue. He's like, I give up. God Where do you get these guys? Oh, it's such a great line. And um, you got the Steven Spielberg director. You're killing me, Johnny. Um, and then he's met by his... Uh, he's told that, like, somebody's here to see you. And it's his master boy, which is an, probably another thing. You know, hey, just whatever. Who, Johnny, it doesn't matter. Like, introduce these characters who don't fall to the plot. Um it's fine, and he tells him like you know, you know you're a great martial artist, but you know how to prove it. He enters this little tournament called Mortal Kombat, and he hands him this ancient scroll. I really love this. That I, if I could have any a movie prop like that, be it right there, the the invitation scroll For to sure. join a uh, Mortal Kombat. And so Johnny's obviously encouraged because he his whole so Liu Kang's whole and we'll get Liu Kang's whole idea in a minute. But Johnny King's whole idea is like he wants to prove that he's legit, that he's not just some Hollywood you know actor. He's a, he's an actual fighter. Um, and he's, and he's good at it. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, does Lindenby actually do his own stunts in this? Because I think he does. Um, th- I'm pretty sure he might have. It kind of looks like
0: he does. Uh, otherwise, oh, the movie does a really good job of fooling He trained. thinking he does.
1: Apparently, he trained in karate, taekwondo, and kung fu for this film. So he did, yeah. And it, there's not a lot of shots nice. where it's away from him. So he's in there. So his, that's his whole thing. And then you have our other, our third character, which is Sonya Blade. Her character is based around revenge, as she's in this cool ass nightclub. i will never forget this part. And she's basically hunting down Kano, the man who killed her partner. Um, and she's with her current partner, Jax, who is another Mortal Kombat character, but he gets recast. He's—he's like he's, I didn't mention his casting, um, uh, but Greg, his played by Gregory Bikini, but he gets recast in the second movie. Um, very, very brief. Um, but even I knew, mean, like, oh, that's Jax, that's Jax, but he doesn't have an arms yet. It's okay, because in MK2, Jackson had metal arms. Um, and her quest is basically like, I want to find Kano, and I want to kill him. He killed my ex-partner. I am pissed. I, I fuck everything else. I'm just here. So now you have these three strong personalities coming in, and they're basically going to be Earth Defenders. And I think that's where the movie does a better a better job in Street Fighter. In that, yeah, we have all these other characters that we're going to talk about later, but they focus the core of Liu Kang... Um, uh, uh, Johnny Cage, and, and Sonya Blade. That's who your focus is.
0: Yeah, for, uh, they did a really good job of incorporating uh, most of the main cast from Mortal Kombat 1, which this plot does kind of uh, take reference to. It even uh, goes out of its way to uh, incorporate all the other characters from MK1. Shang Tsung, Goro... And even Reptile Sub-Zero and Scorpion are in here as well.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, you get the hidden reptile fight, <laughs> which is a nice little wink. Um, but, like, like a- as a core cast... And, of course, Raiden being that fourth character. Um, like, the mo- to me, the reason why people remember this movie... And it may not be initially when we when we looked at it as adults, because all you remember as kids is... all oh, the cool fight scenes and... But as you get older it's the camaraderie with these characters and that these characters actually have fucking arts. These characters... You actually care about the characters and their journeys and how they obtain them, you know? And I think that's... I think that's why this... I think, honestly, besides, like, it's obviously Mortal Kombat, I think that's why this film is remembered for so long. Oh, for
0: sure. Unlike Street Fighter, uh, where they introduced a whole bunch of characters all at once for arbitrary reasons, um... The smaller cast for this one uh, gives it uh, more of a chance to develop its characters.
1: And it definitely benefits from it. Exactly. So now we learn what Liu Kang's whole deal is. That basically, he is considered the chosen one because he had the dream. And Liu Kang pretty much abandoned the, the the temple, the Order of Light. And he's like, this is bullshit. I don't want to do this. You know, he, I, he went off to America. In fact, there's actually a great line riffing on that later. And so now he's back because he wants Revenge against Shang Tsung Because he killed his brother He doesn't care about this uh, the, the, the Mortal Kombat He, thinks, he still thinks this bullshit He just wants to kill Shang Tsung And then we get introduced to possibly the greatest portrayal of Raiden ever I don't, look, listen I understand it's not probably like Current, modern day Raiden But uh, Christopher Lambert himself The Highlander is Raiden And he talks like this
0: <laughs> Responsibility <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, he's so great. And, and like, the first time you meet Raiden in that in the Temple of Light scene, Lord Raiden, you know, they bow down to him. He's like, forgive him, Lord Raiden. He's... He, uh, he's his mind. Too much television. You know, I love that line so much. And Raiden doesn't even have to do much. And, like, he's like... He tells Zhu Kang, like, how are you going to defeat... How are you going to defeat Shang Tsung? And he tries to throw, like, just, just throw a punch at him. And, like, Raiden's like, nah, bruh. I got you. And like a simple like that, she was like, okay, Raiden's, Raiden's above what we're doing with right now. Unfortunately, Raiden does not fight in this movie, but, um, he doesn't uh, need to, he doesn't need to, his presence is alone. So now all the characters basically have to go to Hong Kong and this is where we first meet. And I love the first interaction between Johnny Cage and, and Liu Kang. Oh yeah. It's great. Uh, like like Johnny Cage like has obscene amount of suitcases like because he's a Hollywood star of course like he may be a serious fighter but he's also a prima donna and he goes up to the first Asian dude he sees which okay okay Johnny Cage a little bit racist right now let's let be real that's a little bit racist and he it hands is. him he hands him some money he's like you carry my luggage you want me to carry your luggage like yeah and then he takes the luggage dumps it into the fucking Hong Kong sea I'm like I love it. Huh. And then Liu Kang does it with a fucking grin on his face. See, I love Luke Kang in this movie, at least the first half, when he's like this kind of cocky shithead, because he just has this like, like I don't give a fuck attitude. I'm just here for. I don't. I'm not here for anybody. I'm here for me. Yeah, Luke Kang for the
0: first half of this movie is pretty great, in all honesty. And Johnny Cage's reaction is pretty funny. Like. That's on me, but also, I'm kind of glad he I didn't ask him to park the car.
1: Yeah, such a great line. Uh, and this is where we meet another character, another original character named Art, who's pretty much just a martial artist. Unfortunately, he has cannon fodder wit- wit- written all over his head, and he's pretty much just tells, like, Connie Cage, like, yo, hey, I know you're legit, man. And, um, Sonya, uh, they all get on the boat. Sonya is the last person to get on the boat. And the only reason she even gets on the boat, is she wasn't even invited. That's the thing. Sonya just, that's how how awesome Sonya is, is that, she, fuck your invitations. I'm going. Um, and, uh, just because Kano is there, and pretty much, uh, Kano is there because Shang Tsung wants Sonya Blade to be in there, because he has this weird thing for her. It's really weird. Yeah, um, that's
0: another movie-only thing. Shang Tsung... <laughs> Uh, doesn't really have any feelings for Sonya in the games, but in this movie, he has a fucking hard-on for her. Yeah, it's and like... Who could blame yeah.
1: him? Yeah, no, she's... she's God, she's, she's strong. She's determined. She's hot. So he uses Kano as basically bait to draw Sonya into the tournament. And this is... And so she's chasing after what she thinks is Kano. And she meets Shang Tsung. And Shang Tsung's in that cool jacket and the, the mystic lighting... And of course, Liu Kang and and Johnny Cage right behind him. And this is where we introduced to the the two ninjas who would go on to define Mortal Kombat for the next twenty plus years, thirty years now. Um, and like and Cheng Sun's like says it in, in a great line: "Scorpion and Sub Zero, deadliest of enemies, but slaves under my power." It's such a god. Oh, I love that line. And then oh, I love the fucking demonstration of their powers. It's so. It's one of the coolest scenes of this movie.
0: For sure, like it's it's dated '90s uh, cinematography for sure, like bad special effects. But for the time, it was rad. It's and so it still rad. Looks kinda I, good.
1: I still think. I mean, like visual effects. Like yeah, Scorpion's little thing is stupid because it's not. It's not. That's also movie movie only. Uh, but um, I'll never get over Sub Zero touching the gun and it freezing over. I'll never get over that. Or uh, like that's it. And their and their costumes are simple, but you knew who they were. Like, it, it sure. was, like, the mask, it was very simple. I mean, to be fair, the game costumes were also very simple with the budget they had in 91 uh, or Hey, 90 man, pro. it's true of the games. Can't get, can't cut it for that. Exactly. So we don't get a tussle. We get a treat of a tussle. Don't worry. Unlike Street Fighter. You actually get fights here. We'll break those down all later. And pretty much Raiden breaks it down, and I'm like, you are all, you're in a tournament to fight to fight for Earth's future. If Shang Tsung wins this tournament earth will fall sh- will fall to the emperor and they all like He pretty much calls them out on their bullshit and like you're all gonna need each other for this um uh to 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 fight what's coming aboard so now they're told basically like you're not here for your personal vendettas you're here to fight for the earth and and we arrive on shangsung's island which is possibly one of the most iconic like locations and all the like not like not just video games i would say like even like pop culture
0: Oh yeah, it's a beautiful island, and they would... They do a really good job of adapting the simplistic backgrounds from Mortal Kombat 1 with um, uh, real-life uh, uh, Rayleigh Beach uh, for the backdrop for Earth oh, this... as foretold in the Wikipedia article here.
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot of it was shot on location, like it, it, on like some, some... I think it's probably Hawaii or something, or I think maybe Thailand. Um, ah, so good. It's so good, because uh, it really gives you that... Other, like, obviously Shang Tsung... Um, uh, obviously Shang Tsung is, uh, is, is on realm, but, like, he, it always had the era of mystic- uh, mysticism to it, and they definitely capture it. Um, especially when they start climbing higher and higher to it, and then, like, Johnny Cage uses all this luggage, and you see... Uh, and then you're inside the domain, and you see all these fucking statues of, like, warriors pass and cricket things. And so, pretty much, it's just them... Uh, trying to get used to everything, they go to a banquet, they're trying to eat everything, and then fucking Shang Tsung is like, nah, toss all the tables, get all the men out, and we got another demonstration for taste of things to come. Yeah, and so, like, initially, when I was a kid, I didn't understand what the purpose of the scene was, but now it's basically Shang saying Shang Tsung, like, all you Earthworm warriors, you know, you think you're hot shit, look, I present you, and now for something different, and, and we get the great moment where Sub-Zero comes out, and one of the very jacked up Unnamed dudes like just goes Phoe! for like five minutes, um, and does a flying kick at at Sub Zero, and Sub Zero just freezes him in midair. And this is the glorious moment of the movie because the dude literally, and Grant, the CGI is not hasn't aged well, but the point gets across. Explodes and his frozen head lands beneath Shang Tsung's uh, underneath Shang Tsung. It's just like, oh god. Um, fatality that that, that's when i'm like as a fighter i'm like i didn't sign up for this bullshit i came for a martial arts tournament not for dudes who can control ice fuck this i'm out (laughs) and you can't leave um so now pretty much uh the tournament has begun um meanwhile you have a subplot going on where Liu kang notices princess katana who didn't make her debut to mortal kombat 2 but it's whatever you know you got, it's a you got a like I said, MK two. I think it was out in like '93. Um, yeah, you
0: got to have that connection to uh, the Emperor Shao Kahn somehow.
1: Exactly. And I don't she,
0: mind this edition at all.
1: No, no, she's like the exotic beauty, and that's what Katana always was to to me in any game. She's always the exotic, out uh, other earth, other world, other dimension beauty uh, to that pot that fawns after Liu Kang. That's another movie thing that they would adapt to the game. Is is the is that relationship, because that was not a game thing. You never, maybe maybe in like the 3D games it started to adapt it, but like in the original arcades that was not a thing. Um, yeah, I think it started in Mortal Kombat 4. Uh, I mean,
0: that's
1: probably time. the first, that's probably the first instance sort of like, hey, that was a good idea. Um, so, uh is worried about Kitana and her allegiance. He's like, and he basically summons Reptile. And initially Reptile is is off, let's, let's get out of the way. It's bad. It has not aged yeah. well. Um, this is the
0: worst effect in the movie, bar
1: none. Yeah, and at the time, it was cool, because, like, oh my god, it's a fucking full-ass CGI creature, like, walking around like that. That's that's neat. And, uh, you know, there's just, it's just time. But the point is across, Reptile is here, and rept- the fact that they include a Reptile, you knew that they, they, they what audience they wanted to come see this, because people love Reptile. Reptile was one of the coolest characters in Mortal Kombat's history, uh, just because he was green. For sure. Um, so now pretty much the tournament is under, is, is underway. Um, and, 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 and it's not like, I kind of was like upset. Like, well, where's the bracket? Can I see the bracket? No, there's no brackets. There's no brackets in Mortal Kombat. Um, and pretty much everything squares Same off. Means. Yeah, exactly. Um, Luke, Luke King, um, fights some random dude who in like a pole and like with bamboo sticks this is actually a really neat fight, like for not a Mortal Kombat fight. Um, and we get a taste of Shang Tsung's powers. He literally sucks his soul out. He's gonna get his soul sucked. Uh, that's a future reference for later. Um, and 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 he even says the iconic line, "Fatality." God, he's uh, Henry Guzman was just so good at that 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 ham. Um, oh, for sure. Uh, we're gonna go through this real quick uh, so that we can get to the better parts and talk about the fights individually. The- so pretty much everybody pairs off. Sonya fights Kano. Johnny Cage fights uh, uh, scorpion which may or may not be the best fight in this damn movie um sub-zero luke king fights katana and then sub-zero because luke king's the main hero so he's got his arcade ladder is a lot longer um for sure and um uh uh i think that's i think that's about it after the sub-zero fight then oh then then uh oh in between this i keep forgetting um the heroes are kind of seeking around. And they run into, they don't run into, but they hear Goro. And this is the first instance we see Goro. And, God, I love this. Look, listen. This is why I love puppets. Because you can, like, seeing something physically there. Is Because you can always tell something is CGI. No matter how good the CGI is, you can always tell something is not there. With Goro with the puppet and how he looks. Like, God damn, what an amazing job.
0: Yeah, uh, I have a soft spot for puppets uh, in any sort of media. As someone who grew up with Sesame Street, The Muppets, all that stuff, uh, and Gorum, this movie actually looks really cool, like as close to the games as you can get. Because he was literally just a clay model in Mortal Kombat One, so that's probably the closest you're going to get to that. And he still looks kind—he of, still looks great.
1: Yeah, no, it looks fantastic. And then you have Kevin Michael Richardson, you know, voicing him. Oh, uh, he's so great. So then that cuts back to after basically all the Roamers have had victories, we get the we get a montage of Goro basically killing off all the jobbers of like, Ugh, uh, just like pounding them pounding him down. Just and, the same two dudes falling in, uh, on the ground. Hey, man, that's all you need. It's like, oh, shit, like what the fuck? Um, and then we get the, the most famous jobber fight, which is uh, Goro versus Sar. I will never ever get over Goro with the doors open and you see Goro with his cape. Oh my god. It's just peak... You want to talk about peak cinema, peak childhood cinema for me? Like, that's it right there. For sure. I would have shit my pants if I saw this in the theater as a kid. Oh my god. This movie, like, I, I can't imagine seeing this and I'm like, I'm like, because, like, again, it's not... By today's standards, it may not be scary, but if you're like a young kid who doesn't know what is going on, you there's some moments that can freak you out. Like the... I glossed over it earlier, but like Shang Tsung turning, like from like from normal to like skeleton face, or like you know all the other stuff, or like the, just be having. And we're gonna talk about here in a minute. So Goro fights are, and like Goro has five fist forms. God, they did a great job of like he's he's Goro. He's not gonna true to the game. He doesn't move very well, but he doesn't have to because one punch is all he needs. Um, and and like. Oh, I just can't get over how they made it work so well and how they made it look so effort how, how they made it look so effortless. Yeah, it's simple but it works. And that's mm. just how Gorro rolls. Yeah, and uh, god, and just how like he just grabs art with his lower form his lower arms and just beats the ever living shit out of him Um with his uh his upper arms. Oh my god, it's so brutal. It's so brutal until uh he gives him that big chop to basically... I assume, basically give him traumatic brain bleed, and just he's like bleeding inside his brain. Um, I'm pretty
0: sure they made this sequence his X-ray move in Mortal Kombat 9.
1: I I could believe that. It's been a while since I've played Mortal Kombat 9, but I, I could definitely believe that. Um... So, uh, and then he presents, uh, Art's body to Shang Tsung and Shang Tsung, and I'm not gonna lie, this is sca- this thing is kind of scary, because you literally see Art's body leave his, his soul leave his body and into Shang Tsung's eye. Um, and at this moment, the heroes are like, well, fuck, ha, ha- really, Raiden, really, you want us to fight that thing? Like, come on, I fought a dude Look at that was- dude's forearms, we can't beat that yeah i fought a dude who can turn ice shit and i fought a dude who you know was a skeleton but that's too far i mean realistically that is too far um and and at this moment like they're kind of happy this is their hero's moment of doubt where, like can we even do this like no wonder these fuckers won nine tournaments in a row that fucker right there um so at this point johnny cage like has like this cool moment on the beach he's like staring into the wilderness i'm gonna call out goro and so I'm just trying to, like, tell, call him out, trying to tell him to not do it. You know, don't do it. And he goes to Shang Tsung, and he basically tells him, like, I want to fight Goro. He's like, all right, but if you fight Goro, you, I have to, I get to choose the final battle of, the, the setting of the final battle. It's like, all right on, oh, not realizing what he had done. Um, and we'll talk about the fights later. That pretty much leads to, to Sonya Blade being captured by by, um, by uh, Shang Tsung. Only when she's not I, in Mortal Kombat too. Uh, exactly, exa- not to that she's even chained up and everything, and um, uh, and we, the Johnny Cage and Liu Kang uh, have to go to Outworld without Raiden's help. And that that is a game thing where Raiden's powers do weaken in, in Outworld; like his powers just do not work there. That is a game thing because I think in the intro to MK3, like he's not even there because like his powers are weakening um, in in yeah. that base roster. So there's that truth of the game. And along the road, they meet Katana, and Katana reveals that she, like, like, Ratana kind of tells them of, um, you know, how, what happened, like, apparently, I think this is supposed to be Adenia, not Outworld, because, like, she talks about it's her world, and obviously maybe this wasn't established yet, but, it, it, like, it would only assume that it's, it's, what will become known as Adenia um, later yeah. on, um, and it got merged into Outworld, that's probably what it means. Luke Kang fights reptile is possibly the other best side of this movie, um, leading into a climactic showdown up top of Shankson's tower in Outworld. Luke Kang, through some psychological fuckery, manages to defeat the sorcerer, therefore saving Earthrealm uh, from Shang- from seemingly sa- from the Emperor's wrath until he is bitch ass shows up at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, he just decides. Uh, you know, since Shang Sung's already dead, he doesn't come up with the plan to uh, come up with the second tournament to supersede the other ones. No, he's so like, So Shao Kahn's just like, nah, fuck it, I'm merging worlds now. Fuck Yeah, y'all.
1: exactly. Um, so yeah, um, let's. Talk, so we've talked about the main three. Um, and, I, and like I said, I honestly think what makes this movie great is because the main three are so good together, separately and together as a unit.
0: For sure like they are the commanding driving force of this movie and this movie would fall apart if they were completely flat characters
1: exactly but also let's talk about um, uh, Christopher Lambert as Lord Raiden what a performance because he's not in it as as much as he as you would think he is in it but wait like, in terms of screen time um, but when he's there he steals Every fucking scene he's in is ridiculous. He's a god. He
0: commands uh, dominance. So it definitely works.
1: Yeah, uh, my favorite is like you are designed to protect Earth. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a just like <laughs> just like Jesus Christ, Raiden. Uh, this Raiden has no chill. Is, is what I'm saying. He has no chill whatsoever. Um, I sure. love I love after the first like fight with the uh, Shang Tsung goons. And we hear the Mortal for the first time, and Raiden shows up after a whole bunch of them come out. And he just, uh-uh. And all he just does is have electricity on his finger. I don't think I don't so. think so. Exactly. Just so coolly. And just, like, he just walks out. Just walks out. Um, another personal favorite is when he's in the fight with Johnny Cage and Goro. Um, after Johnny Cage does the a uh, fucking uh, Raiden slaps the back of a of a Shang Sungoon. He's like, oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> just like, he got too excited.
1: <laughs> he got too excited. Um, and then, to end it all, obviously he disappears in the third act, which is okay. But when he comes back, Liu Kang goes up to him. He goes, I guess you knew it would all end up this way, huh? And Raiden just goes, didn't have a clue. I'm like, what? Raiden! What? <laughs> Raiden! <laughs> I love it. Like, he's like, You And normally, I think, like, the thing is, if this movie is released now, I think people would hate it, because Raiden is... Raiden's almost a comedic relief character in this.
0: For sure. Like, he kind of looks like a goober in the first two games anyway,
1: so... I wouldn't be surprised if he thought as much. Right. Like, he definitely... He's stoic when he needs to be. But, like, he just has those one-offs that are just freaking hilarious. Like... And I kind of, like obviously they're not going to take this version and put it in the games because the, the game's ratings are much more um, serious and stoic, um, maybe more uh, psychopathic, but definitely not as funny as this one. But definitely a memorable performance, for sure, regardless. Um, so much so that they put him as a skin in Mortal Kombat 11, which is really cool. Yeah, that was rad. Um, but let's talk about our, our lead villain, which is Henry Yuki, um, uh, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa. Oh man, what a! We talked to what a plug. Like again, another reason why I'm glad we got to do this because last week we got to talk about how Ralph Julia fucking stole the show as as Bison, and I, you could say the same for uh, uh, for Shang Tsung with Carrie uh, here, uh, Carrie Tagawa. Uh, Tagawa-san, I do not
0: see anyone else as Shang Tsung. He is Shang Tsung, and. Even uh, the good fellows at Netherrealm thought as much when they ca- recasted him for Mortal Kombat 11, which
1: is awesome. Yeah, like he just has, he had like because he's not doing. There are some elements of camp, right? When he goes flaw- when he's for doing sure. the when he's doing the game shit, flawless victory, your soulless mind. But there is a sense of like coolness to him. Because, like, all, like, let's be real. All Shang Tsung was, like... I, I never got that far in all MK1 Arcade. But he was never present. He was just a villain. He was just sort of, like, kind of a scary villain. This Shang Tsung was both dangerous and cool at the same time. Because he just had that cool leather jacket. The way he would talk. The way he would manipulate others with just his words. There was something... He just captured, like... Like, Shang, Shang Tsung would become known as a snake. Right, as you can't trust this guy, and I think all in future games and all that. Then comes from his performance in this movie because he's just so manipulative.
0: For sure, like he, d- the way he carries himself, the way he speaks, uh, his facial expressions—like you can tell that he is a conniving,
1: manipulative sorcerer. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. Um, I do. I, I especially love the psychological warfare he has with Lu, with Liu Kang in the final battle. Um, it's it's really really great. Like that that to me is the difference between both Street Fighter the movie and Mortal Kombat ninety five is that this is where they got it wrong. Like like yeah, could I think you could have turned a better movie if you actually made people care about those Street Fighter characters, but because you casted the right the right actors for these roles. And also, you had them actually fight, which is a huge component to that. So you gave—it wasn't just walking around doing shit. But the fact that you gave them such good personalities to latch onto, such—this is what I mean by the term "grounded." You like—you have a fantastical setting. You're gonna fight in a tournament to the death to defend Earth Realm. Uh, after, if because if they win this tournament, after nine gener- uh, this will be the tenth one. Yada, yada yada. But you ground it with this guy who wants to kill Venturous Brother. Guy who seeks validation and girl and woman who wants revenge for her brother, her, her, partner's, de- her partner's untimely death. That's how you ground it. And, and that movie succeeded in that. Because you, once you buy into that, you can buy into a fucking forearm giant getting his nuts hit. For sure. Um, like, this
0: movie does a good job of grounding its uh, characters into reality with all this fantastical shit, as you said. Ex- and yeah, I
1: believe that all this shit could go down. Exactly. Um, so let's... Before we wrap up, let's talk about the fights. Because you, you have to. And I think we'll stick to, to the main like character versus character fights. Like Even though the Liu Kang versus Jabra fight is really, really good, it's not a Mortal yes. Kombat character. Um, so let's talk about fight number one, which I believe it's Sonya Blade versus Kano. Yeah. So not... Obviously not as flashy as the other ones, but I like how personal it felt.
0: Yeah, like it is definitely a canon fight, and they do they do incorporate this grudge match into the games later on. And um, yeah, it's pretty vicious, all things considered.
1: Exactly. Like, there's a point where Sonya is kicked. In. It's mostly Kano on offense, honestly. Like she gets a licking, but Kano just kind of overpowers overpowers her. Um, a, a lot. And that's another performance we're talking about is Kano. Like, his whole schmarminess, um, uh, his whole Australianness which would become a staple in the franchise later on. But, um, just how dirty he fights and just, like, he's not, he's not a martial artist. He's a brawler. And I like that this, like, in comparison, it's a weak fight. But I think it's a, I don't consider it weak. I consider it a different type of fight.
0: Yeah. It's more... It's more of a psych- it's more psychological warfare more than anything else. Exactly, And it definitely showcases how uh, vicious Kano can be and dishonorable that he can be for being a black arms dealer, I guess.
1: Exactly, and he even pulls out the knife, like this weird, cool, like fucking knife out of nowhere until Sonya gets him in her fatality where she cracks his neck open. Oh, come on, Sonya, give me a break. Okay. Meanwhile,
0: Shang Tsung is just looking on, like, "Oh, I think my soul is peeking out of my pants." <laughs> oh
1: God, yeah, um, like, <laughs> God, why did they? I don't understand. Whatever. Um, but yeah, she crashed. So yeah, it was, it's a short fight, but it it gives her character conclusion in that she 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 gets it. She gets because she's not the main character, so she doesn't have to be. She can be. She's not distracted by revenge; that's her motive. So having her um, uh, get revenge against Kano, it's it's justified. And you feel and you, it, it like some might say it come a little too early, and some might say it's a little too fast. I think it's like she's not the main plot. It's fine. It's just covering up her story. But uh, the fact that she gets it, and she gets her own personal closure from that. Um, yeah. So the next fight immediately follows after that, which is Scorpion versus Johnny Cage, and oh my god! Um,
0: Did they get Ed Boon to scream for Scorpion's lines?
1: Well, I, they must have because he says, "Get over here." Um, it, it sounded like the game Scorpion.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I also want to say that they did a really good job of ca- capturing Ed Boon's eyebrows on Scorpion. Because that is a thing in the games as well. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it starts out initially, they're in this cool... I love how it's simple, right? They're just in this forest, but the way the forest is like, it just looks really eerie. And that anything could hop up. So like, Scorpion is like doing cartwheels in the background, like, hoo-hoo. can't find me. hoo hoo uh, but it's scary. And he fucking shoots his damn tentacle thing, which is okay, it's really just the spear. And thank goodness that and thank goodness they never fucking took that into the games at all. Yeah. Um But at the time it was like, Hey, we need a cool CGI effect, okay, just do that. The fu- that's whatever. Um it's it isn't until Johnny Kick Johnny Kick. Johnny Cage actually shadow kicks Scorpion and I guess Scorpion has like a teleportation technique in this movie. Whatever, just deal with it. Um, and and they get transported to. I'm assuming it's the Nether Realm. I have. I'm like, I, no, it can't be because Johnny Cage is able to rejoin them later. It's on. It's literally hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, God, I love this fight. This fight. Mm, it's so good!
0: Um, the beginning is hilarious, too, because Scorpion appears right behind Johnny
1: Cage and goes, Welcome! And just sucker-punches
0: him in the face.
1: Yeah, I love how, um... Oh, it's just—it's just so fast and so—it's—it's f- it's fast and furious. It feels like a good martial arts fight. Even like again, they're not doing powers or anything, but you—you don't care at this point. You're just like you're seeing counters, parries. You know, you're seeing Scorpion kick the ever living shit out of Johnny Cage. Um, It's—it's—it's it's, it's great, and that's how Mortal Kombat would go. Like it's initially just you know one on like sh- straight up one on one, and then you get to see some crazier shit. Um. And then, then Johnny Cage, uh, uh Johnny Cage climbs up this per apparatus thing, uh, and, and he, and Scorpion's like, "Get down here!" Kicks underneath them, and they all fall to the ground. And this is where we get the iconic Scorpion Fatality, where he rips his mask off, and he's a skeleton. Like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> imagine if you're like a casual who never, who doesn't know anything about Mortal Kombat, and like, and like, what, what do you? He's a skeleton. But I saw his face. Don't think about it. Um, wow, the Ghost Rider movie looks better than I remember. <laughs> it wishes it was this good. And and he <laughs> actually and he actually does his like you know I'm gonna blow fire out of the out of, out of him, which is like an iconic one of his iconic fatalities. Um, Johnny Cage rightfully gets his shield and slices him in half until he explodes. Um, oh, I I love this fight, man. Just because of just because honestly, as an adult, I can appreciate the martial arts aspect of it.
0: For sure. They did some really good stunt work in this film, for sure. Like, way better than Street Fighter, which had very minimal fights.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, it, it was... It, 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 it felt real. Again, grounding it in that. And then when he takes off his, uh, his mask, that's when he gets all crazy. So, um... We can kind of gloss over the Katana Liu Kang fight because it's mostly just like a, like a, like, oh, stop touching me. Well, she's basically teaching him, um, how to fight. She's basically prepping him, um, for her fight, his fight against Sub-Zero. I'm curious, how do you feel about the Liu Kang Sub-Zero fight?
0: Uh, this is a pretty good fight, all things considered. Not as good as the next one with Reptile, but, um, it's just the ending is kind of weird to me.
1: Yeah, so, um, uh, so, like, it starts off really cool, and they actually do, like, a Mortal Kombat, like, you know, one character's on one left side, one right, and then, you know, you can actually hear the round one, it's actually a really cool shot, because they're posing, um, and, and, and the, you have this mist coming out of nowhere, uh, it's really cool, and then, it, it happens too fast, uh, score, Sub-Zero rolls down, like, this, this ramp part, and, um, he never does this in the in the games. This is not a thing. He starts building all the in all the ice, I guess, within him or around, probably all the water around, and basically just starts making this dome of ice. Uh, I'm really surprised another has never like tried to like take this and like make it a fatality or something. Um, but and he basically just starts expanding. Uh uh-uh, uh, you can't touch me. Uh-uh. Um, and Liu Kang sees Katana in a very hot monk she's not in a hot monk outfit she just looks hot while wearing the monk robe and he's like, use the element that brings life he's like, oh, water, duh, dumbass gets a bucket swishes it around and god, Liu Kang must have incredible arm strength because he's able to get it where the water goes into the water water dome, into the ice dome it solidifies into a spike and basically pins Sub-Zero against the wall like crucifixion style
0: yeah, definitely Mortal Kombat fatality, although not as brutal as you think it would be. Um, it's just the throwing the bucket part; it just kind of throws me off.
1: Yeah, it's 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 definitely the it's it's definitely, especially coming off the Johnny Cage Scorpion fight. It's kind of like, oh, okay, that was, but it, it was cool. It's like it's better than Street Fighters, that's for sure. So. For sure. Then after that, I, we already talked about the art fight, which is which is really nothing. Then we have the Goro Johnny Cage fight, um, which God, I love the pre-fight to that because you got Goro. Johnny Cage takes off his sunglasses, all cool like and shit, and then Goro grabs the sunglasses, breaks them. Johnny Cage says that iconic line, which they even reference in the damn games now. Those are five hundred dollars. Sal- Those were five hundred dollars sunglasses, asshole. Um, <laughs> Um and um uh and like he's like does this guy wanna challenge me? Come on, whatever, bring it on and you know, Johnny Cage says let's dance, typical fight notion and does the move, he does the nut punch. He does the oh, nut yeah. so good. And like God and that's actually Lyndon Ashley getting on, spread doing the splits and going wham to something. Although he does say as he's running away, Damn, that hurt. Like God, how hard is Goro's nutsack! Jesus Christ! Um, but those are the, balls of steel right there. I guess, but it was enough to make Goro go oh for like five minutes, like seemingly just like. Wow. like he even
0: stumbles a bit while chasing after
1: Johnny Cage. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, so um, unfortunately, um, this is like the only part of the movie where they kind of cheap it out with CGI with, with a fight for the most part because. Now they're fighting on the like the like this little ridge of, of the back of the mount, of, this, of the mountain that they're on, and like you can see Johnny Cage do like a quick like dial up combo on him. He literally does a dial up combo, um, and then Goro kind of just falls to the side. Uh, so ultimately, Goro is knocked down as he's holding on for dear life high above the clouds, and Johnny Cage. It comes back to that line. What does he say, Tyler? This is where you fall down. Exactly. Uh and then Goro just screams, Oh and then that's Goros is dead. Like, yes, no, like like this is so cool. Uh not a strong fight, but definitely a memorable one just because of the nut for punch sure. and, and Johnny Cage's charisma. For
0: sure, for sure.
1: Um So now we go to Outworld, and now I think this is honestly the best fight in the movie. They're being stalked by something. And uh, Liu Kang is seemingly attacked by um, uh, a thing that I actually attacked him earlier because I kind of glossed over that that reptile sprayed him earlier. Surprised Liu Kang didn't go fucking blind. Um, yeah, right. But, uh, and he throws him into the statue that like basically ensnares him, which this is actually really cool. Um, and it's a good way to explain how he gets a human body. Uh, you didn't need to do that, but it was a cool way to do it. And even we get the the, the announcer saying "Reptile," which is, Reptile. is so good. You like that's that's how you know people who like liked Mortal Kombat worked in this movie. Um, and Reptile gets up and and he kicks the shit out of Liu Kang into this like, oh god, it's like an MK two stage. Um, in all honesty, because uh, you have the stained glass windows and everything, I love this fight because of how brutal Reptile is. But I love the martial arts choreography in this a lot too. For sure,
0: this is probably the best showcase of uh, the stunt work in this movie by far.
1: Yeah, especially Robin Shue. Robin Shue gets tossed around a lot in this. He gets back tossed into uh, into a pillar. Um, uh, he rides like in a pillar that kicks Reptile in the face, um, and he even gets I think Reptile even gets dumped on a table at some point. But like, it's just really good. I like that Reptile's mask. Actually, it, it, it's um, it's like a. It's not like Sub Zero and Scorpion's mask. It actually has like an open mouth to it, um, like because it, it resembles the creatures that he, the the statue that he was enveloped in. Um, yeah, that's a nice little uh, nod there. Um, but we do get the ending of this with the bicycle kick.
0: Oh yeah, the bicycle kick is. Probably one of the better special move showings that I've seen in a live action movie yeah. adaptation of a video
1: game. It's goofy. Let's not be real. But the way they It's shoot, goofy, yeah. It's the way they shoot it and like you have Reptile changing back to the stat like he like kinda of morphs back and forth to different states. Uh and just like just, just how he keeps doing it. It's just and then ultimately I love how Reptile literally gets sent flipping backwards through the wall. And it crashes, uh, and crashes down. It's such a good fight. It's just, God, I love it so much. For sure, for sure. Okay, so now we're at the final part, which is the, uh, two, technically three uh, three parts. It's divided into three parts. Liu Kang versus Shang Tsung, the, the titular hero versus the um, uh, villain fight. The and final boss. Yeah. I love the first part a lot. For sure, Yeah. This is honestly the best part of the final battle for me, for sure. Because it's just straight up like, uh, now we get to see Shang Tsung in action for the first time in, in like using martial arts, and it proves that he's he's a competent martial artist, uh, and he's not he's not here to fuck around. Like he, there's a reason why he's the ch- he's um he's not the champion, but he's the reason why you have to defeat him to win. Um, much like unlike the game where he's just like a floating corpse, I think, uh, at least in MK1. Um, but even then, I love how uh, Shanks even like he knows he's bested uh, by Liu Kang physically. So then he starts the mindfuckery, and I don't mind the Dead Warriors part. How do you feel about that stuff?
0: Um, the Dead Warriors like they're all jobbers for sure. Liu Kang dispatches them one by one, but I do think it's a nice callback to the arbitrary endurance matches from the MK Arcade Ladders.
1: Oh, for sure, definitely. I I I think for sure it is, um, and and like they look cool, right? Some like they all had cool weapons, and seeing Liu king have to deal with all that stuff was really really great. But the last part, which is the psychological part, I love that. Okay, he beat me one on one. He beat my undead minions. Fuck! Um, I'm gonna manipulate his mind. I love that he changed because this is the first time we're actually well, not the first time but in combat now we're seeing him morph into somebody else to to manipulate his opponent i love that he changed to his brother um yeah,
0: he knows that uh, his brother is his trigger so that was obviously the best move he could have done
1: yeah and and, and uh King kang actually starts to believe it a little bit like he like he's like um you know like no i was there it wasn't you know it wasn't it was my fault and like trying to but he's like no it's okay and uh, it wasn't until Liu kang like um you know it's like you 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 know realizes like i didn't kill my brother shang song killed my brother uh and i i don't care dude maybe let me know what you think but i love the transition when he goes to shen to um to shang song that real quickly and uh, and he goes you're mine
0: oh yeah uh, anything that comes out of shang song's mouth is gold and yeah i will praise it to high heaven
1: but that transition that digital transition from shen to him was so flawless like yeah, it's it was, a
0: great uh, little effect there. Yeah,
1: and and obviously, um, the ne- this next fight is not that great because most of it is literally Liu Kang physically beating this shit out of out of Shang Tsung. It's almost cathartic, right?
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: Yeah, because like now, after all this shit talk, not shit talking, taunting him in his dreams about killing his brother. And taunting him into his face about, like, how, you know, like, no, I didn't kill your brother. You killed your brother by not being there. And, um, ultimately, um, God, I'll never... Like, the the sound effects when he's, like, punching him is, like, it's just, they... Oh, God, it's just so good. Um, and, and we... Unlike the fucking cowards at, at Universal who they did a Hadouken with a flash of light, Liu Kang ends the fight with, uh... Doing his fireball, uh, in in shooting in sho- shooting Shang Tsung off the cliff, and we get a fucking pit fatality to end the damn movie. Flawless victory. Not not really, Liu Kang. You you got you got hit, buddy. There was a there. You got hit. Not whatever. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: technically, it was the third round, and he didn't get hit there. True, so.
1: true. No, you're right. Um, so I there's a reason why like. Well, obviously, the next movie, which we're going to talk about next week, is... I think Annihilation is next week, right? Um, Yeah, it is. Oh, God. Um, Annihilation has more fights, but I think the fights here are of better quality, for the most part.
0: Like, they're definitely numerous, for sure, but they actually serve the story. Like, this is a tournament uh, movie, for sure, Mm -hmm. and uh, they do a good job of... uh, Making the fights integral to the plot, and the fights themselves are entertaining for the most part. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the movie's greatest, one of the movie's greatest
1: strengths. In all honesty, I completely agree, man. I I love this movie. I could watch this movie when I when I popped it this morning. I was like, yeah, it's it's just home. It just it just feels like it just feels like home. Watching this movie whenever. Yeah, there is no
0: sign of hesitance uh, when I pop this movie in. Um, it's just instant catharsis as soon as you uh, hear the theme song on the title screen. It's like, yeah,
1: exactly. So let me ask you this: How do you feel about the 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 Shaw Not post credit scene, but the the but the Shaw Con uh, basically cliffhanger. You... I will
0: never forget the ending because. Um, one of my first memories of watching this movie on cable was I was at a friend's house, and, uh, and his dad was hyping up how fucking cool this movie is, and I only caught like the ending scene at the time. He's like, check this out, this ending's so cool. And just seeing them all pose after Shao Kahn um, says that their souls are his, um, with Raiden saying, I don't think so. And then doing the action pose.
1: That's the coolest shit ever. Yeah, I remember being so... am Like, oh my god, Raiden's gonna fight in the next one! Yes! Oh. Oh Oh, no. Oh no. Listen, okay, well we're not... That's next week, that's next week, that's next week. So, is there anything that we missed that we should talk about before we wrap it up? I believe we covered everything. Alright. Uh, favorite performance. Unbiased, go.
0: Oh god, that's a tough one. Um. I always have a soft spot for Kerry Tagawa as Shang Tsung He is Shang Tsung in my opinion But I'm also Really privy to Lyndon Ashby As uh, Johnny Cage He just exudes the Cocky uh, Hollywood actor But he's not annoying about it that
1: That's the thing, he's not annoying about it He's It's just right For sure
0: and as you said before, Christopher Lambert as Raiden exudes godliness in every scene he's in. But he also has this state of levity that just makes him endearing. Also, shout outs to Robin Shu as Liu Kang. I don't see anyone else filling out the role, no. honestly.
1: And this is a time where like Asian actors were not the lead, you know? And obviously, like street Ryu is the main force of street of face of street fighter but he's not the star of street fighter it's they got the belgium dude to play the american character so the fact that they stuck with their guns and they cast it because i don't i think robin shoe had acted a few times there was i think he did a movie with um oh god he did like a, a ninja movie like a year before that came out um where he's like uh uh i can't remember the actor's name but he passed away chris i think chris farley yeah i think he did it with chris farley and I think that was like his like that's the first time people knew him. But like this is like a, like a big leading role, and like he nails it. Like he has like especially in... like obviously once he realizes that like the like this shit's for real. Um, like he just has this funness about him in the first half of the movie, but then he just has that cool hero shtick to him in the next half. For sure. Um, for me, I'd have to give it to Christopher Lambert, like as Raiden. Um, just, just because it's so unique and, um, and, and so much fun to hang around with. Uh, I, you I, know, I, you know, you know, I, you know I both, you, you, you hang around me enough to know I quote those lines way too damn much. Um, for sure. It, it's such a great movie. So there's Mortal Kombat 1995. How, okay. We said, it. okay. So how, okay. Since I want to make this, uh, different for each fighting game. So how many skulls out of five would you give Mortal Kombat 1995?
0: On an enjoyment factor alone, I will give this five flaming shang Tsung skulls out of five. This is one of the best video game adaptations uh, uh, that I've seen in a while, up until Sonic came out. Um, the characters are well written. Um, the lore is pretty true to the games, even though it was pretty minimalist at the time. So much that they adapted the shit into the games later on. It's that influential. The fight scenes are entertaining. It's well choreographed, well acted. It's just a fun movie,
1: man. I'm gonna give it five as well. It's 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 timeless. I, like, yeah, some CGI stuff hasn't aged that well, um, but it, it. I think just like with anything, you kind of just have to take that with a grain of salt. And just what holds this movie up is its characters. It's 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 its core characters and the fights that are there that are so entertaining. Um, so that's gonna do it for this this week. We granted Street Fighter ninety four isn't great, but we had a good time watching it. And this one obviously is a better movie, but unfortunately Oh boy. Um All good things have to come to an end. Next week is <coughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation, in which case yeah, we have we have six days until... Ha, we have six days until Annihilation. Haha, <laughs> I said the thing. Um, Thank you for listening, everybody. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, can you tell the people where they can find you at?
0: You can follow me on Twitter at hey, it's that Ty. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I also occasionally stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Tyre Shoes one where I do ranked and unranked Yu-Gi-Oh! matches,
1: So check that out at your leisure. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy. And you can check me. at stream four times a week at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. Uh, And of course, go to Charger.com for this episode as well as our flagship show, The Charger at Gamescast. And of course, the wrestling uh, watch song I do with Thomas. Took all that there. Uh, Thank you for watching, everybody. Thank you all for voting for this because so far it's really fun. And I'm sure we're going to have fun in a different way next week. We'll see you all next for week sure. for Mortal Kombat Annihilation on uh, the Marvelous Sea. Until next time, everybody, flawless victory. Mortal Kombat! Liu Kang wins flawless victory fatality. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.